0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. ...giants, and, and we lost one with the Rav Zalman Nechemia. So I think it's worthwhile to, to, to say a little bit of over some favor from him and a psak din that he was involved in. And it's connected to what we were talking about last
1: night. Here was the Shaila. The Shaila was the following. Um... there was a certain telveya his
0: name was Yudches. let's call him yosef chaim and he had a a, a tentera against the hebrew kadisha why this is what he said he said in 1973 i bought from the hebrew kadisha two um cemetery plots and this of course feeds into what we were talking about last night about Dine Torah and cemeteries and stuff like that, and I received a star from the head of the Chevra Kadisha uh, and the Hanhala. Now it sounds like he was a member of the Chevra Kadisha himself, uh, the person who bought it, and because of that, as you know. And this is one of the reasons people who become part of the hebrew I don't know if you realize that is they they are they have the schos of a burial plot in the hebrew cemetery. Cemetery. They if they work as the Metaharim and they're part of it, or they they pay membership even if they don't work. Part of what you get because of that is the schos of the plots. I remember uh when my grandmother passed away, and there was a sirzoch between uh my father and um the shul uh whether he owed the shul money or not and um there was a question about whether uh, they would bury uh my grandmother or not until my parents paid up what they considered the full amount that was due to the shul um the gabai stepped in and said mrs portnoy that was my grandmother." was on the Herakisha because she was on the Herakadisha, she really shouldn 't have to pay for a plot anyway that 's the minighistro that if you especially somebody you know who, who does that so it seems like because this person was part of the Herakadisha, he deserved two plots. okay. then what happened? What happened is is that every member, if you get two plots for you and your wife that 's what the thing is now um so, and as you can see from the, from the screen here, 21 liras. Moshe, you weren't, I don't know even know if you were alive then, but, uh, in 1973, I don't know what 21 liras was, but I don't think it was more than a couple of dollars. Um, uh, uh, uh
1: 21 liras, liras. No, it was more. I, I, in 78, when I came to u to, to Israel, they still had liras. They didn't have. Right, but twenty liras, Jekylls. Yeah, I so, uh, I was, was in Israel. Yeah. Too that. that. I that was,
0: was, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was in Eretz Israel in seventy-seven. Tosh Toshen Lamed Zion. I came to Eretz Yisrael in Toshen Lamed Zion. the Same time you came. I came to learn and Yeshiva there, and uh, and twenty liras. I think was maybe four dollars or five dollars. I think that's what it was. Anyway, the point is, is that. This was nothing. But he paid for it. And they gave him two plots. Um, and that was in 1973. And he, they they told him he could have the plots by Rab Nisim Ezra. Rab Ezra, Zechar Tzadik Levrochem. Two years later, in 1975, the Tzadik Rav Solomon Mutzfi died. Maybe you've heard of him. It's a very famous... Uh, Sfardi family, the Mutzfis, or Mutzfis family, um, and the family of the Mutzfis asked this Yosef Chaim, the the person who was involved in this Torah, um, and uh, in fact, Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, who by uh, he wasn't the Rishon Lutzion at that point, but it is now the Rish was the Rishon Lutzion when this when this case was and when the case came to trial. But the Rishon Lutzion, Rav Mordechai Elio at that time, Elio, it was not the Rishon Lutzion, but it later did become, he asked this Yosef Chaim if he would be Mavat there on his plot. And to say, look, we want, they want to bury, um, the, they want to bury Rav Mutzvi next to Rav Ezra. The two tzaddikim should be next to each other. So he said, those, that plot, that was really my plot. But, um okay, I agree. I will give up my two spaces, but I want to be still in that row because at that time that row was open. So what did he do? He said, they said, all right, you can have those spots, the next two spots over. So this Yosef Chaim went to make sure because he was worried about it. And he put like a matseva there. He put like, reserved for Yosef Chaim and Mrs. Yosef Chaim, I guess. Um, And he made sure that it would be right by Mutzfi's grave, right? That was supposed to be Mutzfi's spot, was supposed to be his spot, but he made sure, he says, these two are going to be there. And that was in 1975, approximately. In 1988, um, up until 1988, nothing happened. Uh, in 1988, the and I don't know if he was still an active member of the Chevra Kadisha. Um, he started getting letters and insinuations that he doesn't own those plots anymore. In fact, the new leaders, the new people who sort of took over from the cemetery, br- actually went and put and kicked over and I guess destroyed completely whatever matzeva. He had put in there to like say it's reserved for me and they took the names which I guess Yosef Chaim and his wife
1: and they placed it on some other row so um, he took them to a Torah uh,
0: you can imagine how upset he was so he said that the um he said that the Heber Kedisha should first of all they owe him for destroying those matzevos. And also, um, he wants a brand new document that's signed by everyone, the alpiadin, And this you get an all Dine Torah, as you can see. 500 dollars. That they should give, that it should, this, this, it costs $500 to come to a din Torah. They owe me the money. What did I have to take them to a din Torah for? So I want, I want them to pay for whatever it was plus $500 that
1: this, this din Torah cost. Okay. What was the Hever Kaddish's time? So first of all, they said, let's
0: go look at your original document. Your original document doesn't have it's supposed to have th- two signatures on it. Um, it. It's, in other words, it's supposed to have the president or whatever and one of the officers. I guess you know Sheila and I and others we've been learning about shtaros to the muziyofot and things like that muziyofim. So I guess this was one of the things they showed him. They they showed the bezdin that that's part of the bylaws that in order for a sale to be considered a real sale of one of the uh, plots it needs to be signed by two of the three important uh, people on the presidium of the Heber Kedisha. and he only had one signature okay the other thing they said was that you gave up your rights even if you want to say that your document is a good document and you have the schus to have these two rows these two Graves plots. When you in 1975 were there, you lose your schus. Now, we'll, we're going to do a taiva to you. Lifnim Mishuris Adin, you can see how it's written here. Lifnim Mishuris Adin, uh, we'll let you be still one row behind. There was never, and you have no record of it, he said, they told him. There's no written record about that he's supposed to get the ones right next to Rav Mutsvi. Now, we admit that we sent our workers there and we broke the, the Matzevas that he built. Okay. So, I want to show you, um, that was what happened. Now, there's another thing, I'm sorry, there's one more important part of this Jid Torah is, is that, um, they saw the the original Shtar Mecher, which had one signature, and they also got a letter from Rav Mordechai Eliyahu uh, about what he remembered about the incident. And that is what they were dealing with to decide this psalm. And I want to show you who was on the Din Torah, and maybe you've heard of them before. I had not. Rav Matas Sarim, I guess he was the Av Bezdin, Masod El Chadad, masoud i know this is a very popular name um we talked about i, I know if i'm saying it correctly or not um i know it's an arabic verb it's like Sadia right i think so uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure and um and rosaman it's, it's Masoud Masoud right and isn't it what what is it is is it a is it a completely arabic name Masoud or is it is it based on
1: some shame Mas'ud, of- the uh, it's Arabic Arabic name is the same as Sadia, and uh, a lot of uh, Goim they use the same name also.
0: Right, Masud, I thought that, so I was was 50% right. I mispronounced it, but I was 50% right, that it is sort of like similar to Sadia. And it means being helped by God, I guess. The same idea of of someone who has God's help, someone who's here because of God's help. But it is an Arabic name, Masud. So Masud al-Chadad. And I, I have to tell you, I, 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 did a lot of research over the last couple of weeks since Rav Zalmanachemiah went to the Memes, and I've seen that he sat on a lot of Dine Torah with, with Sfardim. He was with them a lot. Um, and, um, and he, uh, Rav Batsri, maybe you've heard of Rav Ezra Batsri, um, he was also someone that wrote, that he sat with a lot.
1: So, let's see how Rav, Rav Zalman along yeah. with him, Go ahead, Moshe. Know who to hang around with. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at the Pesach, shall we? So. Um, so first of all, they said that um, it's
0: Pashat. All three him said, that don't give me this business about the signatures. All right, um, there's no one denies that it was the signature of of the head. So even though they didn't have the others, that means nothing. Why? Because <laughs> first of all, you don't deny, you don't claim that it's a phony, right? You don't claim that it's a phony star. You admit that the head signed it. Um, the Gam protocol, shall Yeshiva. And you also admit that he deserves, although he only paid like $5 or whatever it was, he's one of the members of the Heber Kedish and he deserves it. And he was... So don't start talking about the fact that the document is not according to protocol. That's much of a baloney.
1: Okay. Now, the second thing. The second thing is... Okay. The second thing is... Hey, we have a thing.
0: <laughs> yes. The second... <laughs> somebody's coming into the... <laughs> yes. This is, someone is coming home. So I think my wife is coming <laughs> home. So hang on one second. <laughs> Dolly? <laughs> the second thing is, uh, the Dianem said, for two years, they had that spot. And in se- from 73 to 75, and everybody admits that they had to go to them to ask permission to to get this Yosef Chaim whatever his name was um to be mavatar on the malkah in order to bury Rav Mutzvi there so clearly it was his so he had a Chazaka. the other thing is for 13 years he had a matseva right next to it he had that he built this 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 piece of material saying we own this thing and it's ours and they knew it. Everybody saw it in the cemetery. People saw it there. He says, Okay? So this is an example of straight thinking. Okay? Don't start talking about it, the protocols. Those a real good document. That's a chazaka. That's what a chazaka means. Obviously, it was his. Now, um, and it makes sense that he was mavat there for the tzaddik In other words, what he said makes sense. He gave it up because of Rav Mutzvi. But of course, he wanted as much to be in that row as much as possible. And there were empty spaces there. In fact, even though they're kicking them out, they're still, the room is still there. They didn't bury someone in that spot. They just don't want this guy to have it anymore. Also, the letter that they got from Rav Mordechai Eliyahu said, That he remembers that they asked this Yosef Chaim to let Rav Salman be buried there.
1: Uh,
0: and he remembers also, Rav Mordechai Leo wrote, that they, that he wanted two other graves. Um, and he says, Rav Mordechai Leo says, I remember that the Tviyah seemed to be correct. And he says, um, even if the Cheber Kedisha um, but remember, he did a great tovah for the tzaddik to be buried next to another tzaddik. So clearly, the the dayanim said the chevr loses as far as that goes. Now, the question is, what about the payment? And this is where you have an interesting uh examination of halacha. What about the payment? In other words. Do they have to rebuild what they broke? So L'cholra, they admitted that they broke it, right? So since they admitted they broke it, so that's how Baldin, they have to put it back. But they sent workers to do it. Workers are, are, are shliach, are shlichim. Okay, we don't know where those workers are. Maybe they were Jewish workers, for example. So the Jewish workers were sent to do an Aveira. The Aveira of destroying property. And we know So
1: therefore, the people who have to pay were the ones who smashed the Matzevot.
0: Okay? Now, the other way to look at it is they didn't know. They didn't know they were doing an Aveira. They thought... Uh, it might have been Jewish workers who went and smashed the, the spot, but they were shogging and they didn't know. And maybe they thought it was a mitzvah what they were doing. So here, now you see a little bit of Reb Zalman Nechemia and the other Dayonim's thinking about where to find the halachic principle. All right? About w- w- what the Heber Kedisha thought was the main thing of the case. Throw that out They're completely wrong. Only question, which is interesting here, is who pays for the destruction of the matzevos? Now, you could say, like we say, they thought they were doing a mitzvah, right? But that's a machleikus. If the shliach is a shogay, now, what does shliach of mean? Normally, there's an idea called shlichus. And that means that if I uh, have someone as my agent, that agent's actions are connected back to me. That agent's actions are connected back to me, and it's not as if I was doing that. The standard case, of course, is a get where I send make a shliach to hand the get to my wife. She becomes migureshes. It's as if she got it from me. I empower that person to bemachna her the get as if that person is me. And even though I'm thousands of miles away, the woman is migureshes as if she received it from my hand. And the same thing is true. She can create a shliach to do that. Same thing is with Kedushin. That means actions can be done by other people on your behalf. And it's as if you did that. It doesn't mean you send somebody to... Uh, yes, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Does that apply to um, yibum or not? I mean, not yibum. the Khalitza.
0: You want to... Khalitza
1: through a a
0: chalitza that you want, a, a, another woman to do the chalitza? Can a woman, okay, so.
1: Or a man. Or a man. I mean, if it's a shlia.
0: Right, so that's a good question. Yibum, of course it can't. But, uh, I would assume yeah. Yibum and chalitza have to go, go together. Now she was asking. Right, so it's person. In other words, she was asking, Kedushin, you could actually, I had a friend of mine, a brilliant man, he said, um he's he's a, one of my one of one of my teachers um and he said to me you know what i want to do when i get married i'm gonna be mamana uh a woman as my shliach. and my wife is gonna be mamana, a man as her shliach. and then we're gonna sit with everybody else in the audience watching the woman give <laughs> the kedushin <laughs> to the man and the woman will say, I'm the Shliach of Rav Simcha. And the, and, the, and, and the man is going to say, I'm the Shliach of whatever. Mrs., uh, you know, you know, Miss, uh, of Leah. And that's the way he, he says that would work. Because you can be Mamana, a woman is your Shliach. And, um, and a, and a woman can be Mamana. Right? That's what he wanted to do. So anyway, the point is, and that would be Kadusha. Now, shulichot aveira means that when the action is an aveira, it doesn't become the aveira of the person who was the mamane. Right? So if I send someone to do an aveira, it's that person's aveira. And the reason is, is because, well, why are they doing it? They're doing it because I sent them, but God says this is an aveira. So they say, I'm only a Talmud. The rav, of course, is God. And therefore, when that person does it, he sh- it's, like, it's like he should have been listening to God and not let that Avera happen. When he does that Avera, it's his Avera totally. And it doesn't relate back to me. So now the question is, let's say, if the person I sent didn't know it was an Avera and thought he was doing something right. So that would be the question. Who did the act? If, that, if you say, B'shogek yeish Avera, so that means the Heber Kaddisha owes the money because since the people they sent were Shogagim, their actions are connected to the actions of the workers, whoever they <laughs> hired, and that's going to be nothing about paying money, is connected to the Heber Kaddisha. So you can see that Heichadash liach Shogig, Amrini Nein Shechadvar Ve'er Aloh. and Baba Metziah and Taf Yud and Baba Kam comment Taf test holds that when there is a Shogeg, the mishaleach is Chayef. So the Chayver Ketish would be Chayef. But according to the Muki Yosef in, in, in Bava Kama, they hold the Shliach as a Shogeg. So, and therefore the mishaleach would be putter. So it's a Machlokas, a, let's say the Muki Yosef and Tosfos. Now, in terms of how the Rambam holds, there's a Machlokas what the sheet of the Rambam is. It's a Machlokas achronim what the Rambam holds. So therefore, and you can already see the brilliance here of Rav uh, Zalman Achemyah. He says that it is a machlokas. So since it's a machlokas, whenever there's a machlokas, and I think you heard the Dayan today say that whenever you paskan pidin, the other side can say, I'm not paying money. I hold like this sheet in halacha, Right? I, In other words, even if you have a claim against someone and you can show him a sheet in, in Shulchan Aruch that backs you up, but if there's another shita, even if it's a minority opinion, he is protected against paying money. Because he could say, hey, you're taking money out of my pocket? I hold like that other opinion. So in this case, the Heber Kadisha can say, we hold like the minority opinion in uh, uh, whatever the opinion of uh, of the of the namuki Yosef, that uh, and therefore and even if you want to show us the rambam we hold like this other we hold like this other achronim
1: that the rambam means this and therefore you're not getting any money from us now uh so here rbsam hanamiya says but wait here it, and his Nayonim says, wait,
0: here it's different because there's money being paid. Even if you take a look at this machlokus in the Mukhiyosei Fintosus about Midarabonon, Ein Schlich or Ye that's where the guy did it and he thought he was doing a mitzvah or he thought it was right. But where you're getting paid, that changes the Schlichus. When you are being paid to do something, then you're definitely just an extension. And maybe that's what many of you were thinking. And he says, this is a sheet of the great Sfardigon, Goon, Rav Afrayim Navon, the Machne Afraim, who says that uh, when there's payment involved, Yodokiyad Balabayis. Um, and he quotes here um, the people who hold that way as well, besides the Machne Afrayim, uh, Rav Shoma Kluger, um, and, um, who was a great, of course, uh, very well respected dyan uh, uh, from Galicia or Shoma Kuger from broad. And the same thing he says, um, if a Yisroel is a poil of the Mishaleach, then the Mishaleach would be So since they sent them, so, and the Shuyach didn't know, but they paid, So that would be enough to make the Mishalei chai, which would be the Heber Kedisha. However, Rav Zalmanachemia and his Dayanam said, there is the opinion of the Ritva, the Ritva that says that
1: even when it comes to a po'el, that a person who you pay, it really depends. If you are working mamish for this
0: person, so, what does that mean? The mishaleach, the guy who sent you, since he paid you, he need, for example, he pays you to burn someone's property. He pays you to 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 destroy, to trash someone's house.
1: Okay. So, in that case, what's the halacha? Um, um, there's a chiuv.
0: Lotse Sudei Shamayim, the ritva says, that there's a chiv, Lotse Shamayim. Um, on one hand, you can't be brought to court, but Minashamayim, you should pay.
1: But if it's through Dibur, meaning if you are, let me say it better,
0: if there is an, a, a pre-existing relationship, that you have, that you're like the hired hand. So the ritual says clearly that there's only a Chayev Latzei Sudei Shamayim. But if you just were off the street and you did it because the guy asked you to do it, even if he promises you some money for it through Dibur, so you're not even Chayev Latzei Sudei Shamayim, the person who promises the money. So, again, it, it was hard to figure out how it happened that those people broke the matzevus. It could be they were just people they called off the street. They weren't on salary. They weren't from the po'alim. They're someone they called to do it, even if they pay them afterwards. So, therefore, once again, Rabbi Zalman in the say. The, the the best the the chevr could say we hold like the ritva, even though we we ended up asking them to do it and we paid them, but they weren't really our workers, you know. And, and there's not even a
1: chiv shamayim, and we hold like that ritva. Okay, what are we supposed to do? Well, um you want to hold like that ritva? Let's look in the shulchan aruch and the
0: shulchan aruch. It says. He says, "And
1: where is this from? This is from the famous Gemara. If somebody tells you to go kill someone, and
0: um, it's based on the opinion of Shamayazoke about David HaMelech and Uriah Hachiti." David Amelach and Uriachiti. Remember what it was David Amelek was was told by Nasan Hanavi, you killed him," which means Shammai said that you're chayev. Isn't that what Shammai means that David was chayev for sending uh, the, his agents to kill Uriah?
1: So the Gemara says that. Um, what does it mean? That you're chayv
0: Zuto, zuta, which means the mishaleach is chayv
1: b'dei shamayim. And that is the p'sak and the Shulchanarach. And even, he says, according to the ritva, you can't say that you weren't a worker.
0: True, you weren't on his staff, but you did hire them to destroy the Matseva. So at least what you have here, you might not have been the standard worker, you might not have been always the worker, but you would definitely, they were probably paid to break these matzevas down. And therefore, there's a chi of lotzeh shamayim, at least, that the Heber Kedisha has. Which means, and when it comes to things like a Heber Kadisha, they should do the right thing. And be and be and be mekayim with shamayim to rebuild them. That is what Rav El chadad said. On this, Rav Zalman wrote, "Reisi Mashakosav Rav El
1: chadad vani Obviously, the kavarim are belong to Yosef Chayim. And um, now, the only thing is, I want to disagree with El chadad is in the following. It's true, they weren't mazik them directly. They
0: sent workers. Ein And there's another thing to remember. If they could prove that the workers were some Arabs, which they might have been, then this whole shlichus doesn't even apply. But he says, even if it turns out that they're Arabs, You, you sent Arabs to destroy Jewish money. That's called garmi. If you're moser momen, you throw liad goy. If you show goyim where Jewish money is and they destroy Jewish property, you can claim against the Jew who did that. That's called garmi.
1: It's, it's, other words, it's, it's, it's better than groma. It's, it's, it's more direct. And therefore, um,
0: Nira, he says, since you told your Arab workers to go and destroy that, that, that matseva, that's even more than a moser. A moser is, you know, that these Gleim are going to destroy the Jewish property and steal stuff, and you go show them where the stuff is.
1: Okay? And you go show them where the Jewish stuff is. That's garmi. But this is even worse. Here, uh,
0: you 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 send it to them. You showed them where it was. It's worse that it's worse than a garbi, and therefore, he says, from Zalman says it's not just a chi of lots It is they could win alpidin, and therefore a chevrakadisha needs to fix the say So um, again, I think you see a little bit of. Looking at the essential, and also coming up with a chiddush in halacha that no one else thought about; those other two Dayonim didn't didn't necessarily register. That this is called this is called Moser Maman Khabir, Even if it turns out that the workers were Arabs who did it, they're still Chayef. Okay, so that's one uh, psak from Ramzal Menuchemia. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of New at IDT Podcast.